Praise the Lord. Aren't you glad he's the great I am? I said, aren't you glad he's the great I am today? Amen. Amen. He's, he's a good God. I said he's a good God tonight. Amen. I'm glad that he's the great I am. He was, he is, and he always will be. Amen. I'll tell you, I'd just soon the rapture to come take place on that one there. I'd have been excited if he had just lifted us on up and let us go home to be with him. Man, it's good to be in the house of the Lord tonight. Glad that everybody's here tonight. And, and uh, I know some hearts are saddened and stuff, and, and uh, rightfully so. But I'm glad that God is still on the throne, still got everything in control, and that he still knows what he's doing. Amen. And while I'm talking, if you want to, turn your Bibles to the uh, 16th chapter of Matthew. And uh, I'll try not hold you very long this evening, and uh, we'll just have church. How about that? Amen. I just want an authentic move of God, don't you? Amen. I, I don't want to try to muster up something on my own. I just want him to have his way. I believe he's a great God, and he's got great things in store for us tonight. Amen. And uh, I, I'm believing tonight that somebody's going to be touched and somebody's going to be ministered to and, and somebody's life is going to be changed. And uh, God is just going to do a work that only that God can do. How about that? Amen. Amen. I... Uh, I've been doing a lot of studying and preparing and uh, since Brother Miller had asked me this. And, and uh, so I was trying to get the mind of the Lord on, on, on uh, what God would have us to speak on and what God would have us to do. And, and uh, I, I just believe that God's in the house. And um, I thought Brother Miller did an outstanding job this morning. And uh, I, 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 believe, I believe in revival and I believe in God and I believe that God can do anything that we asked him to do. And uh, I trust God tonight that uh, he's got something planned, uh, not just tonight, but uh, uh, throughout the next week and the next week after that. And I just believe that God's got something special for his people tonight. And uh, uh, I, 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 got, uh, I got some people that's watching online, so wherever you're at, hi. Uh, they call me, let me know that they're going to be watching. And uh, I had a, a couple of daughters that's going to be watching, one in Illinois and one in Jeff City. Mandy and Angela and their families, uh, so I want to tell them hi. I'm, I'm glad for the internet. Even though I can't be with my daughters today, they're going to be with me today in service. Amen. They need to hear some good old preaching anyways, dadgummit. <laughs> no, God's good, and we're glad to have everybody, and uh, we're just trusting God. I'm going to talk about something that's very uh, irrelevant today, and uh, uh, I'm like Brother Miller. I, I know there's a lot going on in our world, and there's a lot of things happening in our society uh, as a whole and America and not just America the world around us is just being affected by everything and uh, we we've since 2020s came in the scene it seems like that we've been in uncharted waters so to speak we've been in a place that we've not really been in before used to we've been used to going through different things and the church has always went through different decades and centuries and different times of things that's uh, developed along the years of life and we've made uh, adapted to this or we've adapted to that but we've been in something different like never before and uh, times has changed like never before I always heard uh, I got saved when I was 21 years old and um, I always remember back then the old time preachers they would always say the Lord soon to return and then I heard some of the old elderlies that uh, that would say that and some of the ladies would say I've heard this all my life that Jesus is coming soon 
And, uh, and I thought to myself, uh, since I've got a little bit older, Lord, I've heard this all of my life, that Jesus is coming soon. But I have never been more excited and more thankful and more thoughtful and more of a knowledge that I really believe that we are living in the end times. I believe what my forefathers have said and what men have said of old and women have said of old, I, I believe it's truly right upon us tonight. And uh, I'm excited because I get to live in the 21st century and I get to be a part of uh, uh, maybe the rapture. I've always said, Lord, I'd just soon go by the way of the rapture than sit by the way of the grave. But nonetheless, it doesn't matter which way we, we go. We just want to be ready to go up, right? Amen. Let me read my first scripture, and I, I want to just elaborate just a little bit before I get into my text. But Matthew chapter 16, verse 19 says, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatsoever you bind upon earth will be bound in heaven, and whatsoever you loose upon earth will be loose in heaven. So I want to talk about the keys to the kingdom tonight. How many's got a key to the kingdom? Amen. I'm glad that you do tonight. Amen. And you know, in the in the Genesis one and one, the Bible says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep. But the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And God said, Let there be light. And there was light. Then God said, let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters and let it be defined, uh, excuse me, define the waters from waters. And God called the firmament heaven. Then God said, let the waters under the heavens be gathered in one place and let then dry land appear. And it was so. Now I'm just elaborating a little bit. I didn't write it down verbatim how it should have been in the scriptures. Then God said, let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters and let it be <clears throat> defined waters from waters. And God called the firmament, excuse me. Then God said, let the waters under the heavens be gathered together in one place. And let the land be dry land appear. And it was so. Then God said, let the earth bring forth grass and herb that yields seed. And the fruit trees that yield fruit according to its kind. Then he said, let the day and night be divided. And then he said, that the waters be in abundance of the living creatures. Let birds fly above the earth across the face of the firmament of heaven. So God created the seas and the creatures and every living thing that moves. Then God blessed it, all of it and said, let it all multiply. Birds, creatures, under the waters, and etc." God made the made the beast of the earth according to its kind, cattle according to its kind, everything that creeps upon the, on the earth according to its kind. God saw that it was good. Then God said, let us make man, you and me, in our image according to our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish, the seas, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over the earth, and over the, every creeping thing that creepeth on the earth. Then God blessed it. Then male and female, and he said, be fruitful and multiply. Then God saw everything that he had made, and indeed it was good. And the evening and the morning was a sixth day. 
And on the seventh day, God and his work, which he had done, then God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it because it is he that rested from all his works, which he had done and which he had created and made. He, then he said, the work that I have started with was finished completely and there's nothing else to do. And I read that, so bear with me just for a minute, but I read Genesis 1 and 1 and begin to talk about some things about what God did in the very beginning. And we all read it, and we all know exactly what it says. And, and as I was beginning to think and begin to ponder, and this thing's been on my mind for quite some time, I, I thought that, you know, that Jesus, when, when he come, and him and God was up in heaven, and they said, let us make man in our own image, let us do this, let us do that. I got to thinking about all the things that they put together. And all the things that they had done and all the creation that was made. And, and uh, one of the most phenomenal things in all the world that just ministers to me like nothing else is that uh, he made every creature, every cattle, every fish, every catfish, every bass, everything that's in the waters God created. And when he got done on the seventh day, he said, it's done, I'm finished, it's complete. And I thought, man, how powerful is that? That's pretty good, isn't it? But you know what the greatest thing of that is? God's never had to create another cow. Some thousands of years later, and there's never been another cow created. Some thousands of years later, God ain't looked down in the sea. God didn't look down in the sea and said, you know, I, I think we're lacking some uh, tuna fish, and I think we're lacking some different fish. I think I'll just create a few more and throw in there. You know, of all the things that God did thousands of years ago, when he rested on that seventh day, he said, it is finished. It's complete. I don't need to make anything else. He made you and I the last thing. And he did pretty good on that. I think he did. I like myself. My wife said, what are you all dressed up for? I said, I'm preaching. I like to look good every now and then. So what he completed and what he created in me, I think looks pretty good. He's never had to make another duplicate of Mike Burton. He just completed me. And I thought, how powerful is that? And I thought that was really, really phenomenal that God did that. 2,000 years ago, thereabout, he came here at the age of about 30 years old. He began to preach, began to do miracles. He began to show all kinds of signs and wonders. The Bible said that he went around healing all manner of sicknesses and all manner of diseases, saving the lost, feeding the hungry, working the work of him that sent him. Then the Bible said that later on he hung between the two thieves on the cross and as he hung up on the cross, they checked him to see if he was dead and they was going to uh, uh, do some things to him, but they realized that he was already dead and they tucked that sword and pierced it in the side. And the Bible said before they did that, that Jesus looked up in the heavens and he declared what he declared. Then he said, at the end of the day, it was finished. Everything that Christ set out to do nearly 2,000 years ago are better the Bible said that when he come, he finished it. So now I want to get into my text. It's, a, it's amazing that everything that Christ did from the beginning of time until he hung up on the cross, he completed the work that he set out to do. 
And I want to tell you tonight, church, we are living beyond the standards that we have to live tonight. We are living beyond our privileges tonight. How many's got keys tonight? I, I, I thought, you know, I bet everybody in this building that, that, that come with their spouse, they've got keys. I got keys. Now, I got keys, and, and uh, my wife's got some keys. My daughter's got some keys. Brother Randy, I bet if I check his billfold, I mean, well, I'd like to check his billfold, but if I could check his pockets, he's got keys. And I bet Zach's got keys. And I, I, I would love for one of these guys to, uh, I wish the richest person in here would just come up to me and say, Mike, I want to give you the keys to my house. And when you go into my house, everything that is mine is yours. Huh? Truthfully. Everything that's in, and, and, and vice versa, if I gave you the keys to my place and said, listen, it's yours. The only way that you would ever get it is to open the door. And sometimes it just takes a key to unlock it. And can I tell you tonight that Jesus... God done everything 2,000 years ago and all the work that he did, the commission that was going on, Jesus said in Matthew chapter 18, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations and baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always, even till the end. Mark chapter 16. If they pick up a snake and drink any poison, they will not be harmed. They will place their hands upon the sick. And this is found in the, uh, uh, I think it's the Amplified. But they will lay hands upon the sick people. And these people will get well. Matthew 16 and 19 says, I give you the keys to the kingdom and whatsoever you bind upon earth can be bound in heaven. Whatsoever you loose upon earth will be loose in heaven. Can I tell you tonight, church, uh, that, that God has given the church uh, the opportune time to reach out and to get things that we need. Uh, did you know that the keys uh, are for the keys of the kingdoms? Uh, if you're facing any mountain, Jesus said, uh, not to just say, uh, oh God, would you, you, you come down from heaven and, and Lord, you know this mountain that's in my way, God, I, I've been struggling physically and spiritually, emotionally, God. I, I just seem like I've been going through all kinds of things. And Lord, this mountain that's in my way, I, I, I pray, God, that, 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 that you'll just come and, and rend the heavens. And, and God, that you'll just move this mountain. Oh, can I tell you, tonight, church, God don't want that kind of prayer. Jesus said that we're to speak to the mountain and say, mountain, uh, you got to move in the name of Jesus. We don't have to beg God and plead God and, and say, God, we want you to do this and that. Jesus said, if you'll speak to the mountain, you'll have faith enough in that mountain. That mountain's got to go. A lot of times we pray the wrong prayer. We pray, God, oh, I need you, Jesus, to help me in this situation. He said, we got to speak to that mountain. Church, I'm telling you, you got to speak to the mountains in your life. 
I believe that everything that this book says, that, that, that we, 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 we believe it or we, we don't. And I choose to believe it tonight. I believe what it says. And if he says that I can speak to a mountain and the mountain can be removed, I believe that no mountain in your way tonight has to be there any longer. I believe. He said, do you need peace? He who keeps his mind upon me, I will keep him in perfect peace. Come on. I believe that we all have a little anxiety from time to time. I believe we all go through situations where we feel like we've been been beat over the head about things. But I'm telling you, if our mind stays upon God, he said, I'll keep you in perfect peace. There's no devil in hell or out of hell can take that peace from you. He said, I give you peace, not as the world gives you peace, but as I, Christ, gives you peace tonight. See, I believe that Jesus is the peace giver. Everything that you have need of, Jesus said, I gave you the keys to the kingdom. Come on now. He said, everything that you have need of tonight, I've given you these keys tonight. We don't, one thing I've begun to learn about God, we don't got to beg God for anything. It's already given to us. We just got to start walking in it. We just got to start declaring it. It's mine. Victory, victory shall be mine. We sing that song all the time. Victory, victory shall be mine. Jesus said simply to walk in it tonight. Walk in the way of the Lord. Trust God in all that we do. The Bible said in Psalms 91 and 1, he or she that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. We're talking about the, the things that's happening here upon earth, but the Bible said if we'll walk, uh, walk in the presence of God that there'll be a shadow that will overshadow us and protect us. And I want you to know tonight, church, that's the word of God. That's not Mike Burton's philosophy. That's not my thinking. That's what the word of God says. He said if he will let his angels be in charge over us to keep us in all our ways, then I just simply believe. I simply believe. I don't know about you, but I got angels that go around with me. I was watching some ministers on the television and a lot of times these ministers got these old, uh, I guess they're bodyguards. They'll walk with them, you know. Preacher go this way and they'll go this way. The preacher go this way. There'll be one right there walking with him. I thought, well, you know, if I run 20 or 30,000 maybe, but I don't see it happening. I've got angels that's encamped about around me tonight. And I believe the angels protect us tonight. There's no weapon formed against us, the Bible said, that shall prosper. Church, we want revival. Jesus said revival's here. I don't believe that we got to pray and bombard heaven for revival. God says, listen, if I said it and spoke it my word, it could be here. I don't believe that, 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 that we, we think that we got to have a shouting service and we got to run the aisles, which I want to, and I do all that stuff. Well, I ain't running a while, you can tell. But I believe in all of it. And I want it just as bad as the next person. But Jesus said, we're the ones that brings revival. When we, get, when we get prayed up and fed up, Jesus said, if there's any sick among you, let them call for the elders of the church. Why? 
because he knows that the elders or the elders should, as well as you should, have the goods to deliver. That's what he said. He's given it to the church. He's given it to the disciples. We ought to be able to pray for the sick and they should recover. Listen, we don't have to beg God to, to heal. To heal, that's his desires to heal. It's not God walking. It's not God messing up. It's us messing up. Somebody said, well, now, Brother Burton, I don't know. Now God's got to do this and that and then everything's got to be just right. No, it don't. The Bible said the work was complete when he was up on the cross. When he took those stripes upon his back, he said, I quote, it is finished. He said it was finished. And either we Pentecostals believe in the healing power of God or we just think we do. I choose to believe. I choose to believe. Now don't, don't come to ask me and say, well, you think you know it all. How come all this person died when they really meant and they prayed to God? I don't know. I just know what I know for myself. Scripture. And what it says. But I know that he is the miracle working hand of God. I can tell you my daughter up in Illinois is looking at me tonight. But I can tell you when she called me. I knew the spirit of the Lord said she shall live and not die. I knew it. I declared it. I stood upon it. Even when she was about to die on us. And we gathered around and prayed for her. I didn't doubt one bit. Was I scared? You bet your bottom dollar I was. But I trusted God. When that one there got ran over, her head got ran over by a four-wheel drive truck, I can tell you this, I hit my knees on an old trailer house floor that me and my wife was renting at the time. We was just a young married couple, didn't know much about anything. Hadn't been saved very long, but buddy, I knew there was a God in heaven, and I sure prayed to him. And she's here today. Head's a little warped, but she's here. Just kidding. I'll get it when I get home. But I, but I tell you what, what's happening to me. Let, me. let me just share my heart with you. I think what's happening in our churches today is, and uh, a lot of people think for some reason, and I don't know why, but maybe I come off this way. A lot of people think I'm old-fashioned. I'm not. I was brought up under uh, old-fashioned People because I got saved and I didn't always agree with their ways uh, I did it out of respect for them but not because I believed in it so much and I and I and I but I, I, I but I can tell you that I did see God move in ways that was unimaginable and I think somewhere in this 21st century we've lost something I think somewhere we've, we've got busy with our beautiful churches and our great entertainment and wonderful music. But sometimes I think that we're lacking more the presence of God than we realize tonight. And, and God, God help me tonight. I'm just simply knowing that there used to be a time that we would bind things up. There used to be a time when people was bound by things that they wouldn't leave like they came in Jesus' name. And I know our churches today like never before, not just this church. I'm talking about churches all across America. People's leaving the doors the same way they come in. We don't want that. 
I believe that when, when he said that whatever we bind upon earth shall be bound in heaven tonight. Listen, if you're going through anxiety and you've been going through it for a matter of time, you don't need to keep going through it. If the enemy's been on your shoulders and been lying to you and whispering in your ear and telling you lies, and it happens from time to time, but you don't have to stay that way. There is power in the name of Jesus. I said there's power in the name of Jesus. Jesus said, I give it to you tonight. If there's anybody sick, you don't have to leave sick tonight. Any people downtrodden and feel like the world's upon their shoulders and, and feel like everything is, that could go wrong is, has been wrong. Then I tell you tonight, there, there's power in prayer. Where two of you agree on earth is touching any one thing, it shall be done. There's more than two tonight. And he said, all I got to have is believers tonight in the house. I got to have somebody that knows how to pray and get a hold of the horns of the altar and, and pray and intercede. Jesus said, if you want it, all you got to do is ask. And you're saying, Brother Burton, it just sounds so simple. It is. Because he's given it to us. He's given us the keys to the kingdom. He said, I've I, I given you. He told his disciples why stand ye here gazing up into heaven, that same Jesus that you see? Go away, he's coming back in like manner. Go do what he says. He said, go, do the great commission. Do what he says to do and watch me do a work that only that I can do. I believe tonight that sometimes that we, we think about the keys that, that we've heard the story so many times that the keys was really for old St. Peter. You know, Peter, old St. Peter, a lot of people think he's got the keys. And even, even in the scholars back in the day, if you read up on it, some of the scholars said that a lot of people believed that Peter had the keys to open up heaven, to let the gates open up, to let some go in and some not go in. That ain't really what the keys was for. But I don't know about you, I got the keys to the kingdom right here. I got the keys to the kingdom right here. I walk in the keys, walk under the anointing with God. And I think sometimes that we, we think that the keys are for binding and for loosing, are acting out all everything that's already been ordained underneath heaven tonight. Whatever God has ordained it to be, it shall be. Romans 10 and 14 says, How then will they call upon him whom they have not believed? How will they believe in him whom they have not heard? And how will they hear without a preacher? It changes lives tonight. The important work of the church is loosing. The ministry or releasing of sickness of demonic oppression and possession from bondage of sin by preaching the gospel and praying that the church that God give the authority to. I don't know about you, but I, I, I remember a day that men and women would come to the church that needed to be set free by the power of God. I'm not talking about some of them. Some of them just had a devil in them. That's just the only way I know how to speak it. And I'm telling you, sometimes the enemy, the devil, would raise up his hair and try to distract the service and try to stop the services. 
But I, I, I've seen men and women that knew how to pray get up and begin to bind them spirits. And them people would foam in the floor and they'd fall on the floor like a bunch of snakes. And, and they would foam at the mouth. And all of a sudden you'd find out a little bit later that they was praying and rebuking and binding that spirit. And that devil come out of that person. I think today if we've seen it in our churches today, most of us would run out the church doors. Because it's not something that's common, but it was back in my day. And I still believe there's more demons today than there was back then. And there's people that need to be set free today. More today than there was back then. Listen, I'm just trying to tell you about the power of God. I'm trying to tell you that this Bible is truth tonight. I'm trying to tell you that what God said, he's promised and he'll see it come through. Remember the lady at the well, she said, come see a man that told me all there ever was. She come for to get some water and all of a sudden Jesus was there at the well. And he told her, said, lady, you don't know what you're drawing from. But if you'll drink from the water I give you, it'll be everlasting life. And she just got touched by him in such a way she went throughout the city. And begin to tell people about Jesus. See, I believe that the Holy Spirit leads us tonight, church. And I believe that he guides us. And Brother Miller was telling a story uh, this morning about a teenage boy. And I was watching um, uh, this morning getting ready for church. I was My wife and I, my wife, I think she's seen it as well. We was watching John Kirkpatrick. Just happened to be on, on our television screen. And I was watching him. And uh, there was a lady up there, and she said that she was a nurse. Her husband owned a business. And they lived, I believe it was Mitter, uh, Mitter, uh, gosh. Where was it? Mitter, man, that stinking devil. Meridian, Mississippi. What is it? Was that right? Meridian. Anyways, Meridian, Mississippi. And uh, there was a, like a five or six-year-old boy somehow left his home with his, his dog, two dogs, and took off. Well, they began to have a search party for him. And this lady had heard about it. You know how Facebook is. She had heard about it, and she began to uh, be concerned about it. Well, as the night began to fall and things began to happen, uh, her and her husband, uh, she had five kids, and her and her husband put their kids to bed and went to help search out the search party. And they got there, and the mother was distraught, and, and there was hundreds of cars that people had their full wheelers. Everybody was, had flashlights. And uh, so they was out there working and trying to find this child. And uh, the mom was just tore up, which is rightfully so. And they, they finally called them all out of the woods because they had these uh, uh, things that they flew up in the air. And um, they had that night vision that they could sense heat. And uh, the heat would let them know if there was somebody in the area and uh, that they would be able to find it. Well, they did that, and they was to no prevail. So the lady, after about 2 o'clock in the morning, she went home. Her husband went back, and they did some more searching. The next day, she jumped up and uh, uh, just to try to find out if they had any news on the uh, news about it. And, well, to her surprise, they didn't find the little boy. She began to pray, God, help this family. 
She began to think about her children and all this and that. And so she dropped in the car and she took off down there to the mom and, and the mom was there. And she said, I was just standing by the mom and I was feeling kind of weird and awkward, not knowing what to say. And, uh, but she said, the Holy Ghost just told me, he said, go pray for that mom. See, I'm talking about the power of God. So she grabbed that mom and began to hug that mom and said, can I pray for you? And she said, please. She began to pray and begin to just ask God to move. You know how we would do. And all of a sudden, she got done praying. And she said, you know, she said, after a little bit, I left. And she said, all of a sudden, she said, the Holy Ghost just began to speak to me. Said, I want you to go down this road about two miles. Said, you're going to see a mailbox that's got a number two on it. And as soon as you pass that mailbox, I want you to pull off on the right side of this road. She thought it was strange. She went the way that Holy, she felt like the Holy Spirit was leading her. She went down this way and that way. And she come and she said, sure enough, there was a mailbox that had a number two on it. So she said, I couldn't pull right beside it. I had to pull up and just kind of turn to the right a little bit. So she pulled up and she said, she pulled to the right and she said there was woods on both sides of her. And across the road, there was a big field. She said cops was coming and going down the field. I mean, going back and forth and she, they'd wave at her and she'd wave at them. She kept thinking they were probably going to stop her and say, would you please leave? We can take care of this. But she said she didn't. And she just said, okay. She said, okay, God, I'm just going to wait. She said she waited there for a little while. And all of a sudden she looked out there in the field. And there's a little blonde headed boy's head just kept popping up, walking. And that was that little boy that was lost. Can I tell you, when you're led by the Holy Spirit, he can do things that we can't even comprehend. Somebody said, oh, that's just coincidence. No, it's not. Not being a child of God, it's not coincidence, church. I can tell you that God is wanting to do great things in the midst of his people tonight. I can tell you that God's got great things in store for us. Holy Spirit, I'm telling you, he wants us to be led and guided by him. We never know who we could come in contact with that might just need something from the Lord. See, I don't believe that. I, I, I'm a firm believer. I, 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 I'm a person that God is just blessed to be happy. I'm, I'm one of the most happiest guys in the world. I, I don't have nothing to be down in mully grubs about. I just, I'm a, just a happy-go-lucky person. And I, and I could tell you I have been depressed before. I went through a time in my life where I was depressed for several months. And I went to altar and prayed all the time that God would do it. I wasn't, I mean, just things, I was in the middle of, I just, I was passing the church for seven years. Uh, things was just, I mean, I was just on the, I, matter of fact, I had resigned the church because I started getting sick and things was going on. And I moved to Festus and I just kept losing weight and uh, I just going downhill, but I, I just going through uh, 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 a time of Satan just trying to come against me. And, and I've told you the story before, but, but I end up just kept praying and believing God. And there come a day that God raised me up. And I knew when I got up from the altar that, that, that I was okay. I knew that I was okay. I had been sick in my body before and didn't know what was going to have to go through and what was going to take place in my body and, and went through it for a, a season or two. But I, I, I know that when I prayed that everything was going to be okay. And I'm telling you tonight, church, 
It's God's good pleasure to take care of his children. It's never God's will for you to stay in the state that you're in. Never. Listen, we serve a God that loves us. We serve a God that cares for us. We serve a God that don't want you sick, don't want you down, don't want you discouraged. Now listen, I know that there's times that people just got to get a hold of people and got to get help somewhere. And I'm not against that whatsoever. But I can tell you right now, all crossroads and Southeast Behavioral Health, all these programs in the world is not the answer. Jesus is. When I got saved, he saved me from every drug, everything that I've ever done. Now, do we need them? Yes, we do, because if you don't turn to Jesus, you got to turn somewhere. But I'm telling you, God is the deliverer tonight. At the end of the day, God is the deliverer. He's the one that can do it just like that. And every hospital has to be here for a reason. I understand that. But God is our deliverer tonight, church. You say, Brother Burton, you're really preaching some crazy stuff. No, I'm just preaching the word. I'm just simply preaching the truth tonight. I'm preaching the word of God that you don't have to leave here. When, I, when you got saved and you gave your heart to the Lord, you know there was a change that took place like never before. I've been battling the foot ache. I've been battling this stinking foot, and it's been driving me nuts. I tuck it, and I beat it on the ground because it hurts so bad. Probably make it worse. But I told my wife the other day, I'm taking the boot off. I'm done. And so the boot's off. And actually, it feels pretty darn good. <laughs> it didn't before I got up here, but now it did. That did, probably didn't help that little hit there, but, you know. The Bible says that we can bind and we can loose. The Bible says all the authority is given to us tonight. And I said that about Jesus in the beginning. Then I said that about him when he was up on the cross because I want to bring it to a close tonight when I say that when I talk about binding and loosing, when I talk about having the keys to the kingdom, it's just simply things that God has given us tonight, church. There's some things in the Bible that we have to pray about, and there's some things that we don't. They're already given to us. And I, I never underestimate the power and the ability of prayer because I believe prayer is what changes things. And I don't think that we have to ever stop praying just because his word says it. I believe in praying until we receive it. But I do know, according to the word of God, that God said it's ours tonight. And if he built this church and he said the gates of hell shall not prevail against it, then we are his church tonight. And no matter what the world looks like outside, no matter what's happening outside, it doesn't matter. God's going to take care of the church. And he's going to take care of us. Would you stand with me tonight?